our children and our grandchildren afar off, God. We thank you now. We call them forth right now in the name of Jesus, God, that they will live like God has called them to live. Hallelujah, that they will give divine favor, have divine favor. I speak to everything in my bloodline now, God, that even might not have been born yet, God, but that they will be healthy, wealthy, and wise. They will be anointed and appointed, God. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you now. Hallelujah. Right now, in the name of Jesus. God, give us a supernatural strength now. Thank in the you, name Father. of Jesus, God, give us supernatural strength in our body right now. In the name of Jesus, God, for we step in from the Thank natural you, realm into the spirit realm, God, that we speak to healing to the bodies now. In the name of Thank Jesus, Jesus. We speak, God, that our bodies line up with God. We speak now, God. Oh, God, for you are king of glory. You are mighty in battle. You, you can do everything that you call to do. In fact, this body, our body, lines up with your word, God, according to your word, God. Because you said, when my people, God, and we belong to you, God. Ah, oh, God, Thank from you, the my head to the bottom of my feet. God, so we're now standing 
and we believe you by now, God, by faith, God, that everything that speaks and spews at our mouth, according to the word, will line up with the word of God. We're healthy, we're wealthy, we're wise, we're anointed and appointed, God. We command everything that you have ordained for us, that it shall come to pass, and we'll not die until it comes to pass. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, we glory you, we magnify you, God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we lift your name, God. God, we pray for Jack, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for Granddaddy, God. I God. God, save him with the Holy Ghost. God, wash him and cleanse him and wash him with the Holy Ghost, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the Robertson family, God. We thank you for Irene and Shirley and Thomas, God, every one of them, in the name of Jesus. We thank you now, God. Oh, God, because you know your prayer answering, God, because you said that you were diabolical for when dying, pray. We bring forth now, God. We thank you for Joshua, God. We thank you for the suit in him, the suit in him, God, that he shall be healthy, wealthy, and wise. We thank you, God, that he will preach the gospel, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that we will walk in the bloodline of Akataba. So I remind you, God, that I am Okusha. I am the seed of Maggie Mincy. I am seed of Johnny Mae Edwards. I am the seed of Glenda Ayabusha. Erica is thy seed. God, Joshua is thy seed. God, in the name of Jesus. And we shall be blessed. We shall be anointed. We shall be appointed, God, in the name of Jesus. Jube, God. Jube, Jube, Jube Robertson, God, in the name of Jesus. I come every thing spirit against him on his bloodline from his mother's side. In the name of Jesus, I come it forth now, God. In the name of Jesus, you know his DNA, God. And I will now forgive up, God, that my grandson, Dabakasha, Jube, will walk in the things of God in the name of Jesus. I come against his spirit and Akira, God, that it lines up with the word of God, Dabakasha, that Shiva Dabakasha will walk in a right yeah. mind, talk in a right mind. Oh, God, I command spirit, the spirit of her, oh, God, to line up with the word of God. I speak of happiness and lifetime in the name of Jesus. And we praise you, God. I call for the spirit of surety, Robertson, God, in the name of Jesus. God, save us, save us, save us. Save her from the crown of her head to the bottom of her feet. God, don't let her die knowing that she's not the Benaiabusha in the will of God. God, save her. God, save her. Save her. In the name of Jesus, save her. And just not to save her, God, but fill her with the Holy Ghost. I rebuke every Redaiabusha. I come against every spirit. Of witchcraft. Everything, God, that she might project or ask project. In the name of Jesus, I come against it now. I call her forth now. In the name of Jesus, that she will walk in the mind of tight, tight, God. God, do whatever you have to do, God, but just save her and fill her with the Holy Ghost. 
Save her, God. And God, don't let her die without making peace with her mother, God. In the name of Jesus, please, God, please, please, please. I thank you in advance, God. Oh, God, I speak against every spirit, every rich spirit. Oh, God, every spirit that she might not even know she's not as she has, God, because she's been dealing it at a whole shot in many years. But you know the way. You said to my job that you know the way that I take. So, God, I pull down every strong, every rich grass spirit, every negative every negative spirit, every spirit, divination, everything that come, that come around her and through her nearer in the name of Jesus, because she is my family, God, in the name of Jesus. So, I implore you, I beg you, I plead with you, God, in the name of Jesus, save her and fill her with the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, whatever you do, just don't take a life, God, but move whatever you need to do, God, in the name of Jesus. God, Antoine, his sister, God, her children, God, in the name of Jesus, this is my family, God. You connected us for a reason, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, even Carla, God, God, you know, God, God, I can't judge her, God, but I know Gosha. I don't know what she's went through in her life, God, but save God and fill her with the Holy Ghost, God, because she's our seeds. And you promised us to pray. You told us to pray for our family, pray for our nation, pray for our generations before us and after us, God, in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, God. You never make mistakes. We make mistakes, but you don't make mistakes. And we thank you now, God. Save everything at the Bosha in the name of Jesus that comes near us, around us, or connected to us in the name of Jesus. And we give you thanks. And we give you glory. We give you majesty. And we praise you, God. We praise you because you are the living God. We thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Thank you, God. We thank you, Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Father. God, you know our hearts, God. You know our hearts, God. God, if we said anything or anything, we hurt anybody, please forgive us. Give us, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Even for things that were in our mind that we not even speak, God. But you say you know, God. In Jesus' name, God. In Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus. Joshua, the worry and the Joshua, the worry and the Joshua, God, God, not let him be hurt emotionally. Oh, God, and the devotion and the divorce, God, God, protect him, Oh, God, God, we thank you now, God, Hallelujah, God. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
God for all my grandchildren. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you. In the name of Jesus. God save my brother Bernard. God God save him in grace. God God make them want to get married. God, I don't want to lay the worship. God to live them all this life. God and not get married. God they God rebuke every spirit that they both in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, saints, we thank you, God. Prayer the prayer line. The Bible says we're too touch and agree. Hallelujah. And even if it were only me, God, I still had the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So we thank God and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost on the line tonight. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for God what you're going to do tonight. We thank you in that in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, because only you know what we don't know, but you know. But I do know what when it looks like when all the hell hounds are coming against you. We know that God is in control. We know that He is in control. Hallelujah. When we don't feel it or think it, we know that he is in control. Hallelujah. Because he said that in Romans 8, um, that's a 28, he says, and we know that all things work together for the good. It means everything that goes on God knows what's going on. You know, I know I used to say all the time, Lord, it don't it don't seem this fair. But God ain't fair. God is just God. And we don't realize what he's doing. He's making us and he's molding us in his image. You know, we can be like Michael Jackson or anybody else, but he doesn't want us to be in nobody's image other than him. And he takes us and he purifies us um, uh, through things, whether it's pain, whether it's suffering, whether it's death. It's, we, we, we constantly, um, we're going to go through something in our lives. And because of that, again, we have to have to build a, a relationship. And then a lot of times we have to speak to our bodies and tell it to line up, you know, because the enemy doesn't want us to line up with, with, with him. He wants us to be disjointed, tired, confused, upset, mad, fussing, because then you won't focus on God because we're in a spiritual battle that our outer man is, you know, that's the, uh, the skin and our feelings. But we have to line up with the Word of God. And when we line up with the, the Word of God, we are truly lining up with Jesus Christ himself. And there are many days and nights in these mortal bodies. We don't want to do what God told us to do. We don't feel like it. But we have to press beyond the break. They have to learn to just press. 
everything, only thing that do, everything that we do for God, it will stand. But everything that, the things that we don't do, that we don't do for him, um, we suffer the consequences a lot of times. You know, you know, when we, we know we, we like, I'm tired, but that's a lot of times when we're really, really tired. And that's when we have to push, and when we push, God will give us a blessing out of that. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, but we, we praise God for it, and again, talk to it. I used to say to myself when I was working um, 12-hour shifts, that even though the outside is hurting, I'm saying, no, I'm fine, I'm healthy, I'm fine, I'm okay, I'm feeling good. Because when you that's you that's just speaking, that's the power of speaking out of your out of your mouth, and eventually you will start feeling better. But the more you say, I'm tired, or I'm mad, or I'm upset, whatever you're speaking, because that's the power that comes out of his mouth that God spewed it out from the beginning. So let there be. So let there be strength. Let there be power. Let there be anointing. Let there be a covering. Let there be. So we have to speak things. Uh, power. Because when you speak it, that energy, that strength from God comes from the spirit realm, comes into the natural realm. You know, so that's why it's important that we constantly, no matter what we're doing, I don't care how bad you feel um, physically, but we have to speak it because this body is saying no while God's saying yes. So that's why it's a constant spiritual battle. Um, And that's why even at night when we lay down to sleep, that sometimes you wake up in the morning, you feel like you've been beaten all night long because the body and the spirit still wars, whether we're lying down or not, whether we're talking or not. It's a constantly. I know one of the things one time, whenever you go to Walmart, when you get ready to check out, when you don't go to one of those um, self-checkout lines, right there is all the candies, all the little cookies, all little knickknacks, little sodas, and stuff like that. And I find it always, I'll grab a little soda, I'll grab something. But then I realize it was temptation, you know. So I would always say, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. Well, I remember this lady was in back of me, and I was saying to myself, no, no, I don't need the Oreo cookies. Even if it's a small pack. The lady said, no, 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 you go, go ahead, treat yourself. I say, no, I have to learn to say no to me because it might be one pack this time, but that means every time I might come and want to grab the same little pack, you know. So we have to understand that our bodies are at war with our spirit. And just about everything, whether eating the right cookies or the wrong cookies, whether bringing the right vegetables, of the wrong vegetables. Um, we are constantly in a battle. Uh, with, we're warring between the spirit man and the physical man. And almost everything we do, um, 
and stuff like that. So we have to be watchful. Um, we have to be careful because there's a constant battle. So if I can get you out of your character, I got you. If I can get you out of what you really believe along the month to start cursing and carrying on, then you're coming out your character. So it's a constant battle. Because I know for me, I would say, okay, mm-mm. or I'll just learn to say. And sometimes I open, openly say to myself, okay, it's time to shut up. <laughs> because the, this constant battle, that's why in the, in the, uh, Book of Genesis, um, Eve had a nerve to be having a conversation with the devil. Now, if you know you're talking to the devil, and you know the devil is out to destroy you, why do you have a conversation? So we have to be so careful whether I'm talking to an actual physical other person or I'm talking in my spirit because the enemy is out to destroy you, stop you, block you, hinder you. So there's always a constant battle no matter what you do. That's why you can get in the car and be driving and then um, somebody just pull up right beside you or right in front of you. And if you watch, don't be careful what comes out of your mouth. Now, that person don't know what you see in that other car, but God knows. So it's, we're in a constant um, battle. Uh, don't, even when you get ready to go to bed at night, I know for myself sometimes um, when I go to sleep, when I get ready to go to sleep, then all of a sudden the eyes just dump right up open. So we're constantly going to go through a war experience um, through our lives. And that's just the way life happens. So, um, again, my concept for me in my lifetime is learning just having a fervent, um, a prayer life. Because when you have that prayer life, it has something to keep you, keep you in check. If you want to be checked, you know. Um, so we have to be be prayerful in what we say um, to people because we don't want to get that in the way of your relationship with Christ. Because nothing that we say or do, God is not seen or heard or know already. Advance. Okay. Um, so. I'm just going to talk a little bit tonight. We're going to talk about um, um, Hannah, um, which is in, I think, the first kid, Samuel, and how Hannah herself um, had obstacles um, in her lifetime. They had this man, um, Hannah's Hannah's, um, husband had two wives. One was Hannah, uh, and Hannah get a, had a lot of problems because at that time in the Old Testament, in that Bible, the more children you had, 
the more blessed you were. Again, that's First Samuel. It should be first chapter. And the more children that the women in that in the Old Testament, the more children you had, the more wealthy you were, the more rich you were. Okay. It's not today's society. Today, um, the young people, a lot of them are having children so they can get a check. It's not so much about anything about loving them to have children. But in the Old Testament, you were considered a very rich woman. You were, um, when you had children. I know even my generation of my, my grandparents, I think altogether he had, they had about 13 children. They didn't all live, but they had about 13 um, children um, and stuff like that. And then back before that, in slavery time, the families would get, they would have children, and even the slave owners would either sell them off or or something like that, and they would never see them again. So family was always been important, um, but the more money you had, the better off you were um, and stuff. So let me get that scripture here. Now, thank you. That would be First Samuel. Samuel, um, the first chapter. First chapter. All right. Okay. First Samuel, first chapter. And there was a certain man from Marpur. I can't say this name. And the Philip Ephraim. And his name was Elkanai of Jehoram, the son of Elu, the son of Tuhu, the son of Zabu, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives. And the name of them was Anna. And the other one's name was Paniah. And now Paniah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up to his city annually to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And there were two sons, Eli and Hosnanias, and they were the priests to the Lord. And when the day came that Elkanah sacrificed and gave his portion to Beniah, his wife, and to all of her sons and her daughters, he put, he got, but to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he had loved Hannah. But the Lord and shut up her womb. And when the riv, the revival, the rival provoked her greatly. 
making her miserable because the Lord had closed up her room. Father, we thank you for the word, and we thank you, God, for the anointing. And we thank you, God, for the importance of prayer, that the life of Hannah was a prayerful one. Here you had two women, and the, the sad part is, is a lot of women today even don't like each other. But the older, the Old Testament, it wasn't about because they didn't like them, but it was because if you had more babies, it was more blessing. It was more of a blessing. Here, this man, he had two wives. And the uh, one wife had a whole bunch of children. She had daughters and sons. But then you had the other wife, which was Hannah, who had no children. She had a desire for children, but she had not produced children. In the Old Testament, when you did not produce or you have children, they considered it themselves as not being blessed by God, or they were cursed by God. Well, the first wife, she decided, I'm going to pick on Hannah. Because I'm so blessed. I'm so happy. I got everything. But the husband decided that even though um, Hannah didn't have children, I'm going to bless her. I'm going to bless her simply because I love her. It had nothing to do with the children, but because I love her. And, but... Hannah could not understand because when you really want something, all you do is you just really want it. And because when you say, Lord, I'm trying to live my life for the Lord, and it looks like nothing working out, you feel that emptiness. You feel like sometimes God has left you or God has not favored you or because I'm doing all I can humanly possible to live for God, for God to bless me. There is a point that you feel empty and you do feel lost and you don't don't understand, even though the Bible says that um, lean not to your own understanding. Okay, well, we know what the Bible says, but Hannah was to the point that they were picked on because um, she didn't have children. And I wanted a child. And because of her prayer life, decided that we went up and grabbing in this place of prayer. And we're having a celebration time. I'm a woman of God, and I'm going to the temple myself and beg for God that I want a child. We're coming out of First Kings, first chapter, and we're talking about um, Anna, a woman of prayer. So she had the children, but she didn't. She had a husband. 
who was wealthy, but she had no child. The other wife had a lot of children, and I didn't have no children. Which means, can you imagine every time she looked around and um, Penaya had all these children running around, and she felt desperate. She felt lonely. She felt unconsidered, unloved, unwanted from the fact that women who were blessed with children, they were considered more valuable. And the other times that we do sometimes feel unvaluable. No matter what we do, how pretty we are, how rich we are, there are times in our lives that we feel unvalued and unloved. But the enemy finds the things that we know that hurts us and bothers us. And the enemy will try to pick on us and try to pick us off one by one like a duck uh, a duck shooter that, that shoots ducks or uh, guns or whatever. The enemy is out there to destroy us, especially when we don't have a relationship with Christ. Well, here, this man takes his two wives and goes up um, to celebrate their time with God. They would go once a year to celebrate the time. And uh, what happened was Anna decided she was going to steal away by herself and go to the temple to talk to God. Apparently, she probably didn't know the priest was there. Because she was out there crying and asking God, I want a baby. Am I forsaken? Am I unloved? Am I not wanted? God, you've got to bless me with a child. It is amazing that now today people are wary of having all these contraceptives and all this stuff because they don't want to have a child. So we don't know why they do. I don't judge people whether they do or not. That's their decision. But I do know that God desires us to, to at some point in our life, have, have children, whether it's naturally or adoptive, because that's how generations goes forth. Generation. God, 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 he has said to me, bring forth. So I really believe that. But beyond that, this woman of God was crying out to God for that thing that she wanted ultimately God. She wanted to um um this is um we're coming out of the book of Samuel. Um, Old Testament first chapter. We're learning about um Samuel. Um he was, he was a priest, but the mother all her life wanted to have a child. Um, I know that there's, there's things that we can do. Um, some people don't want to have children, but, you know, and some people do. It is only God, it's God's will. Whatever God wants you to do. I, well, I believe that God, according to the Bible in Luke chapter 2, he says, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Well, this woman's whole desire, her whole being, was to have a child. Because they felt in the Old Testament 
when I have a child, I am important to God. That my husband will love me if I have a child. Because it was considered to be rich when you have children. They considered if you were not um, have children that you weren't rich. Mm. Okay. And so that's that was the reason for those days. Um, and the, in the Old Testament, you could have as many children as you could have, as you want to, if you could take care of them. See, today a lot of people have a lot of children, and they don't take care of them. But the Old Testament, they require that if you have children, you are responsible for your children. In other mm-hmm. words, Grandma didn't take care of them. Great-grandma, there was no system to put them in to take care of the children because they valued family. They valued structure. They valued God himself because once I create a child, I have a child, it is my responsibility until they come of age to teach them right and wrong, teach them not to talk to talk back to the parents, teach them to go to school and get an education, teach them, most of all, to love God. That is what our responsibility as parents who love God, you know. Um, and so here, this woman, um, she wanted a child and she decided, well, since we're having this time that we're going up to celebrate, I'm going to the temple and talk to God. And here, Anna, Hannah decides, I'm going there, and I'm going to pray. The priest was sitting somewhere and listening to her prayer. And she was saying, Lord, help me. I've been praying to you. I'm crying out to you. I want to hear a word from you. I need a child from me. I need a child that I'm being, I'm going to be, I'm representing that I'm going to be pleased by God. But in this, and in the, in, in the good part of it, that Hannah was building a relationship with Christ on her knees and praying. Hannah was travailing in the spirit realm. In other words, um, in the natural um, prayer comes when you have a child, you you suffer through those birth pains, the aggravations, the the knees, uh, the ankles being swollen, um, throwing up, and all these things. Those are natural process of having a child. But Hannah had no child, so she took the process of going through prayer to produce a child in the natural. All her whole being was about having a child. It's something about having a child of those who've had children. The whole life changes because this is mine. If it doesn't eat, it's because I don't feed it. If it don't breathe, it's something because I don't make sure she's breathing. Um, um, there's a, a disease called that these children sometimes, they will go to sleep at night and they don't wake up. Um, 
So it's important as a parent to make sure that your child or the children are taken care of or the children that you adopt or the, the children that you get attached to in your neighborhood. See, it's not all about just a physical birth, but who you get attached to and who you can give them the help and the love and the nurturing they need to be. I know when I was raising up my children when I lived in Carroll City, um, all the mothers together would get together and do things with the children. So it's the week that I worked really all the night, all day. Um, um, the other kids' mothers would take them and do things with them. And we have um, video nights and because that's a part that we really need to teach our children about parenting, about it's not just me. Because I used to tell my neighbors next door, if you see little Johnny and little Erica doing something, you just tear, you just spank their tails cause, and let me know. And when I get home the next day, I'll do it again. Because they knew they couldn't run around and do anything. They couldn't say anything. That's what parenting does. Okay. Well, this woman, Hannah, wanted to become a parent. I wanted to. They wanted, she wanted to see something out of her womb that represented God. She wanted to know that thing in her life that would birth something. And not just birth it naturally, but birth it in the spirit that, again, that you could teach them and read them and walk with them and teach them how to walk and teach them how, what to eat, not to eat, um, and that's what birthing is, the birthing spirit. And again, it is not about necessarily a spiritual birth. But like I said, we can connect with the children in our neighborhood. We can connect with somebody that you know needs help with babysitting. You know, it's not all about actually having a physical birth. But in order to have that birth, Anna prayed. She prayed consistently. She cried out so much that the priest that was sitting by, he, he began to say, what are you doing? Are you a drunk lady? Are you drunk? Now, remember, this was a woman that was at the temple praying. And the priest or the man of God should have understood that she was praying. That's why you have to be in a church where a man recognizes the Spirit of God and other people. Now, I'm not knocking any preachers or pastors or whatever, but you have to be careful and pray and tell your God, lead me to a church that a pastor can recognize my needs and help me to get in that place where I can have a relationship with Christ. And if you cannot be in that place where you can get a relationship with God and be nurtured in the spirit realm, then I need to say, God, lead me to be in a church where I can have a relationship and be taught the word of God without feeling stupid, confused. 
place of worship. See, that's the thing about the church. Church is a place where believers are to gather together for strength. I can read my Bible. I can go to the dictionary. I have books and Bibles and things over the years. So, And I've taught myself, basically, a lot of the things in the Bible. So the primary t- reason for church is to get building a relationship with Christ and building a relationship with other believers. It's like having a big old football team. Every position on the football team is important. But the ultimate position is that we have a good coach. And pastors are supposed to be good coaches. Teach me how to go into the Bible and find out what I need. Teach me how to understand what's going on in the Word of God. And that's why it's important to be able to recognize the church that where God wants you to be, not where your sisters want you to be, your cousin, where you want to be. So you pray and God show me where you want me to be in church. Now, I'm not saying, and I always preach this, you don't have to be in church five nights a week. You don't have to be in church three nights a week. Okay. Some people work where you can't run to the church. Some people have family members that they have to be with in the evening so they can't just run off to church here and there. Okay, But it's about relationship. And finding a church, even if you just go to church once a week. Okay? and But build a relationship with Christ. Because when we leave this body here that you can touch, where will you end up in eternity? He said in his word that he shall supply, meaning Jesus, he said, he shall supply all of our needs. Where here Hannah was begging God for what she wanted. And all of us in our lifetime, go through things where we say, God, this is what I want. But the word also says this, seek ye first the kingdom, the things from God, the things of God. So if I seek ye first my relationship with Christ, he promised me he'll provide what I need. If I need a car, He'll provide it. If I need an apartment, he'll provide it. If I need a job, he'll provide it. Now, the key thing with Christ is that he doesn't tell us when he's going to do it. But he says, I shall supply all of my needs, all of our needs, by Christ Jesus. So the key for us as when and men and women of God and everybody else, that our purpose is to hold on and continually pray, continually read our Bible. I don't care if you were a new believer 
if you don't really even know the Bible, just start from the beginning. Just go in the New Testament. I'll, I'll put it this way. I started by in the New Testament, where that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those four books, they're pretty simple to understand. And it talks about all the concepts about loving one another, praying for one another, how to treat people, those things like that. Because, again, at the end of the day, when you die, and we all will die one day from this body, where are you going to end up? That's the most important thing. Your relationship, Erica's relationship, Mama's relationship, Rachel's relationship, or anybody else on the line, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is your relationship with Christ. Where are you? I discovered for me that the most things in my life that I was most devastated by was not because of my being physically hurt or hurt in my body, but my most devastating moments were in my life was when my mother passed away or the person that's the most closest to you. Those are the most devastating times in your life. And you begin to check yourself and say, Lord, how can I get to this? Lord, help me to go on. I don't know, Jesus. I lost this thing here. So that's why you need to have a relationship with Christ. We that's why we have that have that bond with God. Pray, talk to him in such a way that he's right there with you. And it takes a little time. It's not overnight. I don't expect anybody else to do what I can do. I don't expect anybody else to pray like I pray. But just give it all you got, whatever you can do, like Hannah, to pray, to beg God, get in his spirit, breathe on me all night long. Thank you, God. Help me, God. Cleanse me. Hold me. Because I want to be like you are. Because at the end of the day, I said, it doesn't matter what you've done before. But what you did today, what did you do to make somebody, did you make anybody give them a smile? Or did you say, hello, how you doing? Little things make the big difference. Not the big things, but the little things. It must be great, like the, the the first wife to have all these kids. She had to feed them all. She had to clothe them all. She had to wash them all. She had to do everything for them. She had to instruct them. And here was this woman having. She had about about nine or children, nine or ten children, and and here she was constantly working. I guess the only time she had left was to pick on Anna. And it and it is it is a woman's nature for some reason. Not all women. But it's a nature of a lot of women 
to dislike other women. But we know that's the devil. Because point of fact is this. Men will do dirt. Men will cheat. They will lie. Do a lot of things. But you know what? They never, ever tell on each other. That is the nature of the average man. Not everybody now. I'm not bashing men. But I'm saying it is the women, a lot of women, don't like women. I find it myself if I see something on a nice uh, dress, on a nice dress, I say, girl, you look good. I like that dress. Because we've been taught over the years a lot of times to fight against each other. Um, hate each other. And then some young women don't don't understand that. They don't know what's going on. I remember my boys would come home from school and he would tell me, Mom, some of the most the devastating fights I've ever seen was uh, women fighting after school, pulling their wigs off, pulling their clothes off, and laughing and carrying on. Because we have not learned to be friends with one another. You know, we don't we don't know how to disagree but be agreeable. And women, some women are just mean. Some men are just mean. But see, Christ wants us to have the characteristics of Christ. Characteristics means character. Am I walking? like him, not a physical walk, but it's you walking like he's walking. Am I talking like he's talking? Am I treating people like he wants me to treat them? You know, these are the things that are important to God. These are the things that we've got to do in order to get into the kingdom. These are the things we need to be concerned about that we can affect the next generation of teachers, of teachers and preachers and doctors and lawyers, that we can affect the people around us to become great because they saw how you treated them. I always remember my grandmother told me she would say, You may never, they may never remember your name, Glenda. She said, but they will always remember how you treated them. So if you treat somebody mean, they'll always remember you. But if you treat some people nice, they'll remember you too. They may never acknowledge it, but they remember that you treated them well. <laughs> and that's true. So we must hold on to the characteristics of Christ. And the way we we do that is one, giving a life to Christ and then saying, Lord, teach me. Get in your word. And another thing we have to learn to do as people of God as we have to learn to fast. Fast meaning taking a period if it's just one hour of the day and say, God, 
for this hour. I'm not going to eat anything. I'm not going to drink anything. And, Lord, I'm dedicating it to you. Why? Because I'm teaching my body, my physical body, to be subject to God. And after you do that for a little while, okay, you know what? I'm going to hold this so maybe I won't eat from the beginning, uh, from from the morning until noonday. And I try to find a couple hours or an hour and say, okay, God, I'm just going to feed my body. Because I'm talking to my body and saying, body, I can live without food, but I can't not live without you. You're talking to your body and you're saying, this body is not important, but Jesus is. And that, and when that, and that thing, that, that, that time of fasting, and the Bible says supplication. In other words, I go before God and say, Lord, help me, strengthen me, teach me. And at that time when you want those desires that you want to be met, you say, God, I need, I thank you, I praise you, but God, if it's your will, allow me to get that car. Or if it's God, if it's your will, if I'm praying, Lord, and I really, really desire, I want a husband, God, but don't give me anything. Give me what you want me to have and say, Lord, I thank you. If you desire, you know what I'm saying, whatever desires we are, we want. He has the capacity to give us everything. The word says this, that he shall give us the desires of our hearts. Greek word, cardia, God gives us the desires of our hearts. But we can't get those desires until we get to where God wants us to be. Love him. Obey him. Fill with the Holy Ghost. Reading your Bible. Separating yourself for God if it's just an hour a day. Read your Bible. You've got a 30 minutes on your lunch break. Take that time. Read your Bible. Get home before you go to bed. Take another 30 minutes and read your Bible. Because it's all about relationship. And it's not just relationship, but it's covenant. Covenant meaning I have a contract with God. Throughout the Bible, you'll see the Abrahamic covenant, the David covenant, the, the Abraham covenant, the covenant. Covenant means a contract. If you do this, I do that. If you do this, I do that. I do this. So I've got a covenant. I've got a contract with God. That whatever he says to do, I'm doing it. And then in, in response to that, then God, then, then God says, I'm going to bless you, Erica. I'm going to anoint you because of a contract. You've given your life to me. You line in, in my precepts. I am going to bless you. Your heart is like. And then we don't move until what God says is true. You do. You don't, you don't get married because you're lonely. 
you get married because this is the man for you. How do you know whether it's your own? This is for you. Well, does he work? Does he have a job? Does he have had a job or a place to live a longer, at least a year or two, that he pays his rent on time? Does he take care? Does he give you money? Does he do things for you? Does he treat you like a lady? Does, you know what I'm saying, is he there for you? Okay. Um, if he doesn't push you in a way in a relationship, that he wants you to have sex with him. So you've got to line up for what you want. Because if a man loves you and you want and wants you, he'll wait for you. If he doesn't love you, he'll move on after a while and say next. Because there's a lot of women out there. Five verses with man. If it's a woman, if a man, everything, it's, it's right versus as well. If God wants us to have the best. And I've learned that from myself. I've, I've experienced that myself. That if we don't wait on God, okay, you can be in love physically or you can be lust, in love physically. When you're in love, it will last. If you're in lust, it's for a season. And sometimes we get in that position because we're in a hurry. Or we just want a baby. We want a new car. We want a new house. And we well, we got to have it without it. I'd rather be lonely physically and be happy in God. Because whether you realize it or not, we are young now, but we ain't going to stay. We all going to stay young. And the body may not work in certain ways forever. But when you love with the love of God, and that's the same kind of love that you want in a husband, that's all that matters. Because you can take apple pie and a piece of cake and be happy because you're happy. And sit on the porch and rock in a rocking chair. And laugh. But if they're miserable now, they'll be miserable later. If they're unhappy now, they'll be unhappy later. And so here this man, this, 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 this man had two wives. He had all these children from one wife. But the Bible says that Hannah, he really loved. And because he, he says, he gave her more. So we got to have that, that love factor in our lives for Christ. That when God says do it, do it. If God says don't do it, do it. And if you're in doubt, don't move. And you don't be pressed, pushed, pushed or pressured in anything. Because God knows what he's doing for our lives. When you got a consistent, fervent, powerful, anointed prayer life, then the devil can't sneak up on you and get hooked up with the wrong thing or the wrong person. When you have a consistent prayer life in Christ, you can't get hooked up or hoodwinked by the wrong person or the wrong thing or the wrong job 
or with the wrong car when you're hoodwinked because you're in a hurry. But the scripture says this, wake on the Lord, I say, wait again. Well, this woman with all those children had the, the, had the man, but she didn't have the heart of the man. But the one who had no children, he had her heart. And she loved him. And in the end, she went to God and said, I can't do it by myself, God. Bless me with a child. Bless me with something that belongs in my DNA. And she cried out and cried out. So that same creature that was now listening to her and realized that she was praying. He spoke to her and told her, by this time, next year, you'll have a child. And that very week or so, she conceived and had a child. And she did not just have a child. She created one of the greatest men in the Bible, which was Santa. Samuel, and Samuel was a king, Samuel was anointed, Samuel was a prophet, came straight from the loins of God, because she waited, she prayed, she wanted what God wanted for her, so even in prayer, We must be concerned about what God wants for us, not so much what we want, but what he wants for us. Because, again, he said in Luke, for with God, Luke chapter 2, for with God nothing shall be impossible. And we have to stand on that word when we don't see it. That means before we die, it's got to come to pass. And we got to hold on to it. We got to hold on to it. In our merest misery, in the loneliness, in our tears, in our frustrations, and and I got I don't understand. He never told us to understand him. He just, he said, listen. He said, do. But he never in the Bible says, understand. In fact, he said, lean not to your understanding, Erica. Lean not to your own understanding, Rachel. Lean not to your own understanding, Linda. He said, but in all things, in other words, you don't understand it, but trust him. You don't, I don't understand things, but I believe you, God. In my tears, I trust you. In my complaints, I don't, I understand you. God, in my work, I don't understand sometimes, God, but I trust you. When I might not have no money, God, I trust you. I'm not trusting in anything else, you, but you, God. 
And that's all that matters is relationship. Talking to God, speaking to Him like you're sitting down and talking to a person next to you. That's what it requires for us. For us. And we get that kind of relationship. We get that intimacy. See, a lot of people think about int- intimacy is just having sex. But true intimacy is building a relationship, reading a word, understanding it, praying it, and holding on to it. For when the winds come and everything, hurricanes come in our life, we hold on to you and say, Lord, I just trust you. I trust you. I don't see you. I can't trace you. I can't feel you. But I trust what the word God says in there. That's true intimacy. Mm-mm. It's like having a husband that's not faithful. That's not intimacy. It's like having, you know, seeing people like true intimacy that I can trust you. So even if I'm broke, I need to, I can go to you and say, look here, can you lend me someone so-and-so? And you give it to me and you don't go and talk to nobody about it. That's, that's intimacy. I can trust you. And so is it in in the will of God that we have to build that kind of relationship of intimacy in prayer and write these things out and go after it. And how long do I keep praying for it? You pray for it till it happens. You pray, you put it before God every night. You pray for it, you tell you thank you. And I go back and I and I, and I go. Now some some people say just pray about it and don't just tell them thank you. But I personally, I just go. I just feel better talking to them again and again and again. And I tell them, I say, God, it's not that I don't trust you. I just feel better that I get to talk to you. <laughs> oh God! But that's what this woman did. And when you study the following chapter, what she does is she says, I'm telling Lord, thank you, because he's blessing you. The whole next chapter, it talks about how God has blessed me with my child, that I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, I'm complete. And that's what we have to be. We have to become complete in every area of our life. Not so much a church, and which is good to go. But relationship is paramount. Relationship is the most important thing. And I always say to myself tonight, every night, God, before I leave, go down to sleep tonight. If I die, forgive me for all my sins. Because the Bible tells us to die daily. Repent daily, call on his day, hit daily. And as long as you're here on this earth, we have to do that over and over again. Why? Because sometimes we might say things we're not supposed to say, and sometimes we didn't even have to say them. We can think them when we're still wrong, because God knows the thoughts before we think them. You know, God knows I've been in the grocery store and, and I was one day, I was in in Publix, and 
this lady's she take that buggy and 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 her foot and on my foot and boy oh boy oh boy I just had to start saying Jesus 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 because I really was something was coming out of my mouth that wasn't going to be pleasing to God. So God knows what we go through in everything in our lives. I'm human. I'm real. So that's why it's important. Relationships. Because relationships keeps us intact with God. Relationships keeps us hungering for his word. And that's a lot of things in the Bible we may not understand. What I had to do was I get a dictionary, a real regular dictionary. I get me one scripture and understand every word, write it down, and make sure I know what it means. That's how you build relationships. One day at a time. It's like having a husband like, what's their favorite color? What's what's the what to like to do? What's their favorite restaurant? It's almost like that. Same thing with God. I've got to know Jesus for myself. Not my mama, not my sister, not my cousins, not baby them, but my relationship depends on Glenda and Christ. My relationship, your relationship is dependent on Rachel and her God. Erica's relationship and her God. And then anybody else, their relationship with Christ. It's not me. It's where, what did you today? Who you affect? Who you get a smile to? What what difference did you make in somebody's life? Sometimes people have been, went through so much in their lives. That they've gone through so much. But just a smile, just a kind word, just God bless you. We never know. Whose life you're going to change? Because out of our suffering, God gives us hope. Out of our suffering and things we're going through, God gives us hope. And he loves us. The Bible says he loves us. He said, yes, Jesus loves us. And how do we know? Because the Bible tells us so. And that Bible comes from Genesis to Revelation. The Bible says so, and everything in the Bible is the truth, and nothing but the truth. That's why they 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 put you to put your right hand on it and swear out that word is the truth all by itself. And that Bible scriptures, those words, those things, there's nothing in this Bible that somebody has not experienced. That's why Jesus died on the cross for us, so that we could have the right to the life in him. But don't give up. Oh, life is a struggle. Every day is a struggle. But we got to be happy. got to move on. we got to keep pushing forward. Because we're king's kids. We belong to Jesus Christ, the superstar of our lives. So, y'all, let's, let me give you a quick prayer, and then we're going to go if anybody wants to say anything after that. Father, we thank you for the word tonight, and we thank you for the power of prayer. We thank you, God, to sit in our spirit, man. Sit in our spirit. Not our mind, but sit in our spirit. 
that we know have been we have been touched tonight in a way that glorifies you. We thank you for the Holy Ghost in us. We thank you that our mindsets are changed. We thank you that you're moving by your power on tomorrow. We thank you, God. We expect something tomorrow that we had never seen today. We expect favor on our job. We thank you, God, in advance of what you're going to do. We thank you for our future plans, our our future events. I thank you, God, for the moving of the waters of life, every moving thing in our spirit, man, that has tried to stop us or block us or hinder us. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you in advance, God, that you died on a cross just for Glenda, just for Rachel. Thank you for Erica. Thank you for her, God. We thank you that you died on a cross for us, everybody on the line, God. You have died on a cross for us tonight, and we tell you thank you. We honor you. We adore you. We magnify you, and we sit, and we wait for the manifestation of who you are in us, that we might be you want us to be. We don't want to be nobody else, God, but we just want us to be who you want us to be. And we can affect somebody else's life. And that we can tell somebody about Jesus. But first and most of all, God, clean us up. Wash us up. Hold us in the palm of your hand. That we can be a mirror image of who you are. So that when I look in the mirror, I don't see Glenda. I see Jesus. When I look in the mirror, I don't see Rachel. I see Jesus. When I look in the mirror, I don't see Erica. I see Jesus. When I look in the mirror, anybody on the line, I see Jesus. The hope of tomorrow. So we plead the blood of Jesus. Everybody's mine. The spirits. We plead the blood of Jesus corporately and individually. We plead the blood of Jesus, God, that hurt, no harm, no danger that come against us. In the name of Jesus, I pull down every stronghold. I pull down every spirit to make them want to be sleepless nights. I come against every spirit to hurt us. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every spirit, every devil, every level. Devil, you go to hell tonight, and we're going to have a good night's sleep. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, if anybody wants to unmute the lines or whatever and say something, and otherwise, we're going to say good night. Amen on tonight. I'm talking about the hearing and being persistent. Can you hear me, Prophetess? Yes, I hear all right. Um, definitely about the persistence on um guess what um Hannah uh, specifically when she went into the temple, you know, went into the temple, um, and it was just her and God alone. And um and when it was her and God alone, by her being persistent with it and basically she she didn't care about what nobody thought. Nobody she said, didn't right. because she didn't care about nobody said, she didn't care about she was just that persistence like you said, Lord, if you just Get to open up my womb and bless me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and because the Bible says, He says, He that delight themselves in Him 
and she will give them desire, and her desire was the child. It's just like a desire, a desire meaning um, this is a desire, a desire meaning that you went to God and you prayed about that desire. It's a release. You want that release from God to get that baby. You want a release from God to to get that new job. You want a release from the job to, you know, to, to make to move to another level or to change something in your life. You want a release from God to move people out of uh, certain people or individuals out of your way. You want a release from God that when God birthed with something, a ministry, anything, you know, anything that he had birthed with, that's a desire. A desire means that you went to God about it. Now, some people say, like, a desire could be uh, a fleshy, but she that's not what she went to. Her desire was spiritual. And in order for it to manifest in the natural, it had to be in the, in the spirit realm first. A lot of things, we want things to open to manifest now. It won't manifest now. It has to manifest in the spiritual realm first. Actually, physically looking like, uh, uh, like you said, like you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing, seeing yourself or you're seeing the situation or I see myself. I say, okay, I see myself a year from now. I want to be out of this. I see myself a year from now. I want to, I definitely want the job with the certification. I see myself from now. I want this. I want, you know, God to bless me with the baby. I see myself from now. I want God to bless me with another job. I see myself. This is the kingdom of God expanding. I see myself doing, see myself. So basically you're looking at yourself in the mirror, but you're also looking what's getting ready to come ahead that's getting ready to move ahead. And because of that, God had gave her that desire, you know, and just, you know, just because we said just because she was faithful and just because she was persistent and because she prayed and be persistent until something happened, God honored that desire. He honored that desire. A lot of people say, well, you, you know, you, you pray on it and you just let it go. No, you can't because uh, according to what, what Hannah did, Hannah didn't let it go until God released it. Jacob did not release that angel. He wrestled with that angel, right, until God blessed him. So it's the same thing. Principle. Hannah did not release that hold. It's like having a chokehold or wrestling move on something that you want so so much a desire. So I'm not going to let it go until you bless me. I'm not going to let you go until I get this release. I'm not going to let it until, you know, that change comes, you know. So that that's, that's being consistent about it. And she, you know, and she didn't care about how, how you know, Hannah, you know, how uh, Panana was because Panana was this arrogant one. She was arrogant anyway. And, and you're going to have a lot of people that are like Paninas in your job. You're going to have people uh, in your life, people that you walk across that boast about what they have. You know, they're going to boast about what they have. But if it's okay, they you think. Come, come to me, it says this yeah. now, um, because she she couldn't see what you see. Right. You know what 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 what, what Panaya was picking on her and but she can see in the spirit realm. You understand? Right. So she couldn't perceive. So you it's right. a difference between to to see and perceive. Perceive mm-hmm. is spiritual, okay? I can't right. see it, I right. can't taste it, but it's there. It's like an invisible force. 
it's almost like an invisible force. That's why mm-hmm. you can see it in the spiritual before you can see the natural. Okay. Well, the the mean one, she could just see in the natural. She could see all her children. She could see all her blessings. She could see the wealth she could have because um, she had all these children. Okay. But but Hannah could perceive in the spirit. You know, and that's why God blessed her with not just a not just a special child, but anointed mm-hmm. one who could perceive and see in spirit as well. <laughs> and she gave that child back to God because when she, you know, like you said, it, you know what I'm saying. So that 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 was the amazing part after she got the child after she was blessed mm-hmm. with it, she gave it back and dedicated that child back. And no, dedicating like something and, back. You gotta give something back out and live with the prophet. Right. That's right. Right. For the first okay. three years and then right. he went out and lived in the house. And and when the yeah. when the prophet when the the man the preacher couldn't figure out God was talking, the child himself could hear from God. You know mm-hmm. So you have to be careful how you treat people. You know, and and stuff like that, because you might need them again. Yeah, and you know, Samuel. I think of Samuel at the time. He's like between what seven or eight years old. Uh, during the time, yeah, he was a seven or eight years old. Yeah. During the time yeah. he was in the temple with uh with Elias, yeah. right? And he and he um, could hear from God, yeah. But the preacher, right. because he was out of right. order, and his his right. sons were doing anything, he couldn't hear from God. Right. You know. So. You have to be careful and um, about a lot of stuff, and you have to know that you're doing the right thing because they might not get away, they might get away there for a little while. But there's no one in the scripture that he'll say, um, he'll say, um, you just going on it, it's all right. No, he say you shall reap what you sow. And a lot of people they don't like you here when you start preaching that scriptures about reap, you know, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Um, but it's a principle, like like if you throw a ball up in the air, the ball has to come back down on the ground. That's a principle, right. you know. So anything that you do, um, it will come back to you before. And you can't, it does. You can't go to hell trying to get it, and you, you ain't going to hell getting it. Which means whatever you put out here is coming back. But sometimes we never see it, but the word says so. And if the word says so. It's gonna happen. You know. So you just, just lean on God. Amen. 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 We just thank God on tonight, Amen, uh, for uh coming out on tonight on the natural yes. prayer, Amen, with the spiritual invader and topic. Uh, Glenda Lane on Manning, South Carolina on tonight. Tune in every Thursday night. Amen. A mental prayer, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Amen. And she will definitely uh, meet you there. Amen. Every Thursday night. Amen. Our broadcast schedule is LL uh, Prophetic Show, ELR Prophetic Show. Um, our support for those who would like to become supporters. Um, monthly supporters, um, you have to do anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M 
forward slash E-L-R prosthetic shift forward slash support. So there you can click on the link. When you have um, full access, it doesn't matter which uh, platform that you go into. Amen. Um, when you press the support button, it gives you the uh, amount, certain amount that you can you can help us keep everything on the air. Amen. And that is um, definitely we love for um, the nights that we're broadcasting. Amen. For um, you to be our guest on Tuesday night is in God's Word. It's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And our spiritual innovator is Prophet Jack Colony, Thursday night, a mantle of prayer, Prophet Swindle Lane. And on Saturday night is our Sunday night explosion, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 Central Standard Time. Amen, Apostle Dr. E.L. Robinson. Amen. We definitely need your support to expand the Gospel Net Podcast Network. We are currently, guys, are on seven listening platforms. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, FM, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and our main is on Anchor.fm. So for those who want to um, just tune in and even, you know, come in, even off the web, if you care for us to send you, we can send you the link of the, of the recording, uh, and you can continue to listen and just spread it. Amen. Spread it. Uh, spread the link. Spread it to somebody, because you never know that word may be for someone else. Amen. So, you know, once I send the link out to you, amen, you'll be able to even open it up even all, also from, from a web browser. For more information about our podcast, it's, um, it's 1636. 422-0344. Once again, it's 1-636-422-0344. Our podcast calling number is 1-313-209-8800. And our podcast code dialing is 615-3528. So for those who want to tune in, uh, definitely throughout the week, amen. Spread the word, spread the word and share, share uh, the schedule. I can send the schedule to you, amen. And um, you will get correspondence call or a text message from our podcast number, amen. Thanking you for um, coming on tonight from the broadcast from the uh, ELR Prophetic Ship podcast team. And so we thank you on tonight for those who tuned in and for those who are listening and for those who are going to listen later, amen, on, on tonight. Our, our, what you call it, our prayer line, or if they want a prayer request um, as well as that. Okay. Our prayer request, um, if you want to send your prayer request, guys, because we do have a um, dedicated line, call, definitely you can actually send a text to 636, area code 422-0344. So if you want to send that prayer request, Send that prayer request. Call in for additional information about what's going on with the podcast. We have many other things that's getting ready to come up, um, and we're looking forward to the results and those requests. Even if you want to call in for counseling, call in for counseling. We have three uh, available counselors that are available to counsel you spiritually and socially. So that's that's uh, that's the thing. That's one thing about uh, ministry. Ministry is never nonstop. 
So we give God glory on tonight. Amen. For that, for those who want to tune in. Amen. And uh, you have a specific request uh, in reference to one of the spiritual innovators. Just leave that message uh, at the 636-422-0344, and definitely we'll connect you with them. Amen. So that we're, like I said, we're excited about what God is getting ready to do. Amen. For us and for the kingdom of God. You know, and the main thing is, the key is, even to those who are not saved and just don't know Jesus is a partner of their sin. Amen. They listen to the project. They they tune into it. Amen. And God will do something for them. God will then they will prompt them to go into the house of the Lord. Amen. So we just thank God for what he's doing um, on tonight. Amen. Once again, we are on, once again, seven platforms, Anchor, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast and many more. Amen. So on tonight, amen, tune in. Sunday night, amen, the Sunday night explosion. Amen. We'll have a um, special guest, which is a possible item made, amen, on Sunday night. Amen. So on tonight, we say God bless you and thank you for tuning in on tonight on Anchor FM, E-L-R, Prophetic Ship, and good night. May the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit continue to rest through the body in his kingdom forevermore. God bless you until we meet again next time. Good night. Good night.